Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Lead Your Legacy. My Twitter and Instagram handle is at shepherd underscore e27. And for Elliot Shepherds, it's at es underscore leaders. If you have any dilemmas or questions, please send me a DM or send an email to the address in the description below. Check out our website www.elliotshepherds.uk and help us to reach our 2020 target of 200 free personal development courses and 20 free workshops. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts and please share the podcast and rate or review it. We look forward to the next episode and remember, lead your legacy. This week's podcast, um, I'm finally happy to be able to welcome Dami. Hi. Um, who is uh, ES's Director of Marketing and Communications. Indeed. Um, you've been helping me out for the past couple of months. Yeah. So you've taken over the Instagram, the Twitter, and I've also just done kind of the basic, what would you call it, like onboarding thing mm. about your purpose and your battalion. So before we get there, actually, give us a bit of your story before you joined ES and then kind of why you decided to to join the cause. Okay. Um, you'll have to excuse my nasal sound. I do have a little bit of a flu. Yeah, to be fair, it's that time of the year. It really is. It's, it's not fun. <laughs> um, so I've always not known what to do with my life. Mm. I'm going to be 29 in about a week or so. Oh, yeah. 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 So... Um, and sometimes, you know, you don't always... It's hard to know where, what direction to go to. Go yeah. to. You'd like... I fell, I fell victim to... Not victim, I shouldn't say that. Mm. But I fell into the typical Nigerian trap. Right. Which is... You do your degree for your parents. Oh, okay. And you don't do the degree that you want. Yes. Because there's a fight on it. So you do it, you struggle, you complete it. Yeah. And you've still got no direction. Mm. So I fell into my current job. Yeah. Which I like, but it's not for me. Remind me of a degree? Um, it was criminology, but I'm not doing oh, anything yeah, to do with that. Oh, yeah, you a proper social studies thing, I remember now. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing quality assurance in a finance company. Right. It's nothing to do with criminology. Right, yeah, the two don't exactly correlate. No. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. If I did AML, yeah. it'd make a little bit of sense. What's AML? Anti-money laundering. Okay. But I'm not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, we've always spoken about, you know, when you have questions about ES, you would come and ask me. Yeah. And because I've always been very much enthralled by the circus of social media. Yeah. You know, I find a lot of their goings on very hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it was always close to the ground, to be fair. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I enjoy a little bit of mess and a little bit of petty. Yes. I do. Yeah. Um, but it's, 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 it's in a healthy way. In a healthy way. And it is usually objectively. well informed. And it is objective, to be fair. It I'm, is I'm not involved. I'm not invested. Yeah. I watch it like a soap opera. <laughs> So, and then through watching it, I find I can pick, you know, you can pick up basic information, basic trends, mm. things that work for people, things that don't, people's pitfalls. Yeah. And you can come up with your own strategies almost. So I'm trying to apply the knowledge I have learnt mm. to ES. Yeah. While seeking more professional knowledge as well. I'm with you. To apply to ES. Because I think t- to be fair, since, since you've, you've joined... 
I mean, the whole the whole reason I asked you initially, because I think I asked you twice actually. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think I asked you very early on at the beginning. And I helped you a little bit, and but it wasn't me. for me. Yeah, and it wasn't I, there yet. Exactly. And to be fair, there wasn't there wasn't much to go off. No. Um, and I think I came back about a year and a bit later. With, mm. Later in, and you were a bit more sorted out for yourself. Which yeah. Was, and you were sorted out. You had. Yeah. I had a I had a bit more you of had a team. A I had a product. I had a course. So it was a bit more like, and I even had like a whole. A relative plan mm. so i came back with something that was a bit more concrete and to be fair since then whether you've been at events or whether it's been on social media or give me insights it's, or it's already been helpful and already there's been growth since you started because of your impact i'm glad so thank you um and i think i think it's also interesting because we've been friends for nearly as long as we've been alive actually no, well, no. yeah Hold on. so in for nearly, 2006 13 yeah. years Okay, fair enough. Yes. Nearly half. <laughs> nearly, yeah. So it's like, um, yeah. So we've been we've been friends for nearly half our half our lives, and it's always been our friendship's been fun. Definitely been a roller coaster. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's always been interesting because, like, one thing I value is that even if we get annoyed at each other and we we have got angry at each other often, it's never felt, at least from my perspective, it's never felt like toxic. If that yeah. makes sense. I think we it was a lot of learning steps. <laughs> No, we yeah. did learn a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we learned how to communicate better. Oh, yes. I yes. learned how to put my feelings to the side in some situations. And I think I learned how to be a bit more... Is Aware it of my feelings, yeah. And yeah. tactful, yeah. Yeah, yeah you I did. Had to, I had to learn how Hats to be Hats off to you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, with anything, with growth, with, you grow with friendships. Either they grow or they die, innit? And oh, fortunately, okay. ours grew. Yeah. And I think that's... that's, that's having those kind of friendships, not only those kind of friendships, but having people who like that around you aren't afraid to tell you the truth, but also know that in telling you the truth, it doesn't mean that it's going to be the end of everything. No, and they're not, in telling you the truth, they're not out to hurt you either. Yeah. It's like, it's hard sometimes, but it is always valuable when you realise, okay, cool, we've said this, we've done that. We haven't hurt each other in a way that's like... But you're made aware. Yeah. So I think it's... it's, it's I'm happy to have you on the team. You're um, happy to be on the team. Oh, yes. Right, so, we. I want to talk to today about a few things. Um... Let's start off with 2019. Yeah. Claiming what's yours. Yeah, give me my things. Give me your things. Because one thing I've realised, actually, is that not a lot of people are putting this year, like, the picture of the woman on the steps with all the things she's leaving behind. Mm-hmm. What, Obama? Miss, uh, Miss Michelle Obama. Is that who? In them glorious boots. The the shiny ones. Yeah. I did see a picture <laughs> of that. But it's usually, like, it's usually, they'll have a picture, basically, or they'll have a phrase saying, you know, new year, new me. Yeah. Instead, people this year are saying, new year, but more growth. Yes. I think because I don't know what it was that was in the air or the water for a lot of people. And you don't see it because, again, with social media, people don't post a lot of the time their struggles Mm -hmm. or their hardships. Yeah. It's the good things that you see. Highlight basically. Yeah. So when people are struggling, a lot of the time they're quiet. Yeah. So and because we're taught to be as well. Do you know what I mean? Depending on what culture you come from. Yeah only speaking from experience you're taught very early on and it can be toxic that don't show other people outside what's going on within you mm-hmm. what's what, where there's trouble at home you put on a good front yeah because you don't want people talking about you yeah so especially in things about they don't understand it's true and people are only too happy to be joyous in your downfall mm. a lot of the time mm. whether they're people you know people you don't know yeah so Along with that, I've lost my point. I'm not so we're talking about like claiming what's yours, 2019. Oh, right. So, yeah, just with 
that I think 2018 was a difficult year for a lot of people, mm. a learning year for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So people, I think, are going to take what they've learned in 2018 mm. and apply it to 2019. I saw a great, great New Year quote. Yeah, it on. was Nadia J. And she said, New Year, new money. And I said, <laughs> get yours, boo. Get yours. What, what do you think were some of like the key learning points? Or well, not so much key learning points, but what would you say were some of the key struggles? Maybe two or three that people learned either more about last year or had maybe for the first time in a public sphere because I think with social media a lot more now like people are a lot more aware of certain struggles that maybe we now have to find new problems or new solutions to solve Mm. so what would you say were two or three of those either new problems that people were more aware of or the things that now people are a bit more proactive about solving um hmm I think people's privacy. Oh, bloody hell. GDPR. That yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a, yeah, no, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Not just in terms of that, but like being more aware, really and truly of them, what you share. Mm. Right? Yeah. So we've always been told, and I think we're lucky in that we grew up with social media from early. Yeah. So, but also at the time before it was popping. Before uh, pop, it was yeah. popping, right. So, you know, we had, you were there with all the face hoods or face pick, depending on... Pixo. High five. Uh, Bebo. Bebo. Or those little um, places where you made your little website and they put all your friend's picture on, you know, you put bling bling in your ear. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. We even so, had MySpace. Yeah. Yeah, we had MySpace. MySpace before. <laughs> and then even, could you say MSN was a form of it? MSN, you, MSN was WhatsApp. Yeah. Or technically, people don't even may not even know that MSN was Skype before Skype yeah. was what it is today. yeah. So, because you still put statuses on there, if you wanted someone's attention, yeah. I remember I will admit, you come offline, you come online, oh, you yeah. come offline, you come the online. Nudging as well, yeah. and the colours, and uh, all of yeah. that stuff. So we were, I think we're very lucky in the fact that we've come up in the turn of technology. Mm. It's not just we've been, um, it's not just been made available to us the way it is now to like say like my younger sister, my younger yeah. sister. So we've watched other people and ourselves fumble mm. where it wasn't so widespread yeah so now you would think we know mm. or we think we know how to manage it better yeah i think younger generations are learning hopefully learning or will learn how to manage it better as well yeah i think they're gonna have to they're going to have to learn because we for our social media we, i mean we didn't even have online gaming so for us we'd have to go to somebody's house to play outside with them yeah, or did. to go and speak to them we didn't and even phone if you wanted to play FIFA and that lot you lot would I remember you lot would sit in someone's yard exactly take our memory cards and loser comes off exactly so but nowadays you can do it from your house and, yeah. and, and even when it comes to things like <clears throat> just in terms of knowing when to switch things off or even mobile phones we never had mobile phones until for me personally until I was probably in year 8 or 9 so, so yeah, I, I had mine in year seven, but I didn't do anything apart from call and text, text and play snake. Yeah, see, so that was that was all we had. We didn't have WhatsApp and social media. No, 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 no. Even, even when, when you got to in secondary school, it wasn't that. Yeah. Some people were lucky to have that little. Was it a WAPS browser? Oh yeah. You were lucky. You was popping if you had that. And Bluetooth was Bluetooth was <sighs> just coming out. And infrared was still infrared. Too. Yes. Lord, so I mean, we're so, really showing our age. Exactly. <laughs> but but we had. We had um, all of these things before, I guess, like, they were that big of a deal. And we also mm-hmm. had the benefit of the old. We had a world without these things. Yeah. And I think for us, it's a bit easier to kind of realise what life was like without this stuff. But also realise what some of the issues might be 
for them because we had to suffer a whole load of trials and errors yeah. that hopefully the younger generation not sure if it will happen because the whole clout chasing and stuff Ugh. but like realizing how they're gonna have to be very aware of what they do on the internet which i guess i don't and okay i'm gonna be honest maybe please. i should retract my statement because what i've seen going on for the past couple of weeks yeah i don't think they've gotten there yet so maybe some yeah but a lot of you know should quote unquote clout chase because mm. i don't know really i don't know how you clout chase or do you post something to do with someone else who has what you could what you consider clout mm. I think it's, it's, it's usually... To attach when, yourself to them? It's usually like, in terms of... So there's a lot of stories that are coming out that I see that I'm like, yeah. why would you... Put tell that this out there. Yeah, because it doesn't go away. Right, so not only does it not go away, but I don't understand what kind of purpose you're hoping that this serves, if it's that makes attention. sense. So, and this is, this is where I'm like, this is for attention. Like, is this kind of... I'm wondering, is this the kind of attention you want to be known for? Because, like... And this, I think, also ties in with something I've become more aware of in terms of, like, cancelling culture this year. Because... Can I just, you know, side note, sidebar. Can I just learn you a little knowledge, people? Even when the hype around your drama dies down, yeah, it's still going to be on the internet. (laughs) You are not MI5, MI6, CIA, and all them other... um, what are they called? Institutions, yeah. if you will, who can make things disappear. When your hype dies down and no one wants to work with you because of the way you've come across on the internet, mm. no brands want to collaborate with you. And I'm not coming after anyone in particular because I don't know anyone in particular. Yeah. I'll make that clear. I don't know. Do not know a person on the internet, okay? <laughs> but when you have to go and get a proper nine to five, employers Google you. Yes. And their Google search mm. is not the same as our Google search. Mm-mm. It's thorough. Mm. They will find you. Like, I've always, like Liam Neeson. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've always said, like, my friends in HR, all you need to do is give them a name and the fact that you know and them. Yeah. And they will find you. Connections. They will literally Six find you. Six degrees of separation. You're there. They're always interesting. When, so, when I speak to them from HR, they're like, you just need to give them a name. And they can find the person you're talking about. Find out some history and you're like, oh. Because they have access to systems we don't. <laughs> There's a thing called, let me let me learn you again, reciprocity. Yeah? This is when people are sharing yeah. legally what they're allowed to share, what you've given them permission to share. When you agree, when you sign and you do your little tick box and you put your name yeah. and you've not fully read these terms and conditions, they've, you've said they're allowed to share your information in certain ways mm. and they are going to do this. Mm. Yeah? So when they can, and they will share it to get other information about you from other people who hold mm. other types of information about you. Mm. So you are out there. Your footprint is out there. So when they put your name into the system and they should see a video or an image yeah. or a tweet, a status, it can hinder you in the future. Yeah. So people need to be very careful about what they post online. Mm. But moving on. Yeah, so that was the first thing. So we, mm-hmm. talk, we spoke about just... Being more, being more private with what you're doing on the internet mm-hmm. to a point. And then I think one thing I've become super duper aware of is just whole cancelling culture. Yeah. So the reason I have an issue with it is because I guess first and foremost, a lot of people, when it comes to cancelling culture, the stuff that really gets on my nerves is when people bring up informational history, kind of leading on what we just, from what we just spoke about. Okay, yeah. Stuff that's from... Way back when. Way back when. Okay. In the deep depths of some tweet. Okay. Tw- uh, timeline. What my... 
I don't okay now hear me out I'm trying to word it correctly mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with cancelling culture per se yeah or the act of cancelling someone yeah because should if it's a current thing mm. uh, let's take Kevin Hart for instance yeah okay yeah there's a lot this man has done recently okay a couple of things he's done <laughs> recently yeah where he wants to be wrong and strong in yeah and if you want to do that fine mm. but be prepared for pe- when people don't mess with you no more in it right like accepting the consequences of your actions yeah yeah if you're gonna hold your middle finger up to someone and say i'm gonna do what i want anyway Mm. but then be prepared don't cry don't kick and scream when the consequences come around right right yeah so there's that Mm. but i i agree with you where um we are dragging up things from 10 years ago And saying, oh, we need to cancel this person for that and for that. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't make anything that they've said or done less ab- abhorrent. Yeah. But we, what we don't do is allow room for growth. Mm. A friend said that to me. My friend said that to me recently. And I was like, do you know what? You're right. Yeah. Like, because this person tweeted something back in 2007, 2006, when we didn't know what the ramifications, mm. understand that of what we were tweeting back then would be now. Yeah. Like, we were, like me and you always at hindsight so really it can be a really beautiful thing it can be a right bitch yeah um, we, we can't I don't feel like unless that person holds the same views as pe- people have said it already, unless yeah. they hold those views now yeah I don't really think you can hold them completely accountable mm. you can't hold them to that not that standard it's hard, it's hard to say if they can acknowledge what they've done is wrong yeah and they can hold their hands up and say and 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 you can't know it's sincere unless you're with that person when they're saying it yeah like rah I hold my hands up what I did was wrong and mm. I understand that mm. could I if I could take it back I would but I can't so I'm asking for forgiveness yeah I'm I'm more than open to I'm more than willing to move past yeah that thing with someone mm. And then also, my issue with cancelling culture, yeah. I'm not going to lie, it's going to sound problematic, is when it affects my pocket. Okay. Because don't ask me mm-hmm. to not spend my coin, my hard-earned coin that I woke up to go and get, yeah. in a place that's convenient and helps me. Alright, so give me an example, because I might have to tell you during that one, Gary. Okay, so like... H&M had a problematic year. Okay, I didn't shop with them for ages, okay. but... It took me a while because they're like, I only ever get leggings from H&M. Yeah. And I live in leggings. Okay. <laughs> when I'm at home, <laughs> live in leggings. So I now had to go and find other places. To, and I haven't been to H&M in ages. I found yeah. other places to go and get leggings. I'm talking about for me, so like makeup brands, hair products, stuff like that. Right. Where the alternatives may not be as good for me chemically, personally, okay. or for my pocket. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's where my issue is. Me and you were not of the same standing. Yeah. You could be doing better than me. You could be doing worse than me. Or your priorities are different to mine. Yeah. So don't then demand of me to do what you're doing. Mm. I'm not a social justice justice warrior. <laughs> you're not, yeah. You're not. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to do SJWs. I will say that. No, no. I'm just hitting on that. I will say that. No, because I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you on that point. I, I'm, not, I, I'm not here for SJWs, to be fair. Um, I, I can't. I will. I'm aware of things. I'm woke to a degree. Yeah. Because to be completely woke, you have to be angry all the time. Yeah. And I don't want hypertension. <laughs> I don't want high blood pressure. Mm. I want to live to till Jesus comes. Yeah. Or should God choose to call me home? Yeah. I pray I go home. Amen. I'm with you on that one still. So, 
to be completely and utterly quote unquote woke as other people, I don't have the energy for it. Yeah. I have my life to live. I think my my thing with cancel culture is that 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 whole aspect of you don't allow room for growth. Mm. And I think it goes back to what you said in terms of holding people accountable. I think you can hold them accountable as long as you can see and in a lot of cases you can like there was yeah. I, I won't say the names but we was already spoke about kevin hart already but there's already there's two other cases this year mm-hmm. where people have done something wrong from about five or ten years ago mm-hmm. but it's so obvious in their actions that they no longer think or act in that way and and on the flip yeah. side there are people whose tweets and stuff have come out and they've stood by that yeah and they've not been cancelled these people are still popping their music is still popping yeah so uh, and then i think i think the issue is is like are you able i think if you're going to cancel somebody you have to ask yourself this are you able to keep that same energy for somebody else who does exactly the same Sam, thing thank that maybe you, you love keep just as that much same you keep that same energy you because know? when your fave becomes problematic are you now going to make allowances for them exactly because don't do it so it's like if, if, if you're going to hold one person accountable for something, you have to be prepared to hold yeah, everybody across accountable. Across the board. Exactly. And you might not like that. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's my issue with cancelling culture is that be it doesn't allow space for huh? growth. Has, you have to be consistent. Otherwise, you become quite literally a hypocrite. And yeah. then anything that you had a view on is immediately Your just... word becomes null and void. No one believes or cares about what... Not that we cared previously, yeah. but no one really cares about what you say anymore. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So we talk about those two things. I want one particular goal that you have for growth this year in 20, 2019. I want to be more consistent. Ah, yes, that is my thing this year. I am a huge procrastinator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. It's a problem. So I really am I'm working on, and it, and it applies not just in my personal or professional across the board mm. if i can leave something to the last minute yeah. and i know i can accomplish it and i've got time to do it i will leave it to the last minute do, do you know what's funny i saw um do you, have you heard of mel robbins no so she's like um uh i think she's a psychologist and a counselor and she um she wrote this book called the five second rule okay so um i follow her on twitter and she was she was doing like a small q a and somebody asked her about like how can i overcome procrastination and something she said, because I've, I've struggled with procrastination before, or regularly, to be fair. And something that she said probably changed my mindset about how I view procrastination. And she said, look, like procrastination is um, a coping mechanism. Like give yourself a bit of grace and just attack the thing that you're trying to attack. Because mm-hmm. obviously when you think of procrastination, you feel like, oh, I'm such a bad person. I haven't done what I needed to do. But I can't I be asked. Beat my beat myself up about it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's allowing yourself a little bit of grace and then there's letting yourself take the piss. <laughs> and I fall into the latter. Yeah. So I need to work on that. Yeah. Like I need to be more consistent in terms of my work rate for everything. So mm. I need to be consistent at work. Mm. I need to be consistent at my work outside of work. Yeah. I need to be consistent in my health. Yeah. I need to be consistent in my relationship with God. Mm. I need to be consistent in terms of communicating with my friends and my loved ones. 100%. Because I can easily fall off i feel like you've been i set some goals this year and i feel like you've literally read all of the goals i've put down because they're exactly the those, same those are mine yeah they're i need exactly to be and consistency is the thing that ties them all in for me personally yeah, yeah. so if i can be more consistent mm. and hold myself more accountable yeah then i feel like that i can do all those things okay i'm i'm with you there i would have said exactly the same thing we're now going to talk about something that you wanted to talk about a while ago 
That's how now I'm glad we're on the podcast talking about it, which is basically in terms of we've spoken about things that you're going to claim. Yeah. But now we're going to talk about when it's good to let things go. Okay. Right. So it's about basically being delusional about things that are like maybe it could be relationships, it could be things that maybe aren't for you. So things that are usually happening on brands. So for example, entrepreneurship, uh, YouTubing, podcasting, cryptocurrency. Um, even being a creative, yeah. right? So, like, what, what, <laughs> why do you think all of these things are start suddenly popping off and people are uh, kind of latching onto them? Because it's a, it's a number of things. It's the attention that mm. it brings. Yeah. And people love attention. It's a hell of a drug, mm-hmm. right? So it's the attention that it brings. There's also, don't get me wrong, a good side of it, it's the, it's the pride that you have in it. That, that this thing is yours. Yeah. And then not only is it yours, it's made you money. Yeah. You've been successful in it. Mm-hmm. Like, look at, like, and you should, bring up your chest. Yeah. But you have to, people have to recognise. Now, hear me out. Just because there's room for everyone to do it, mm. doesn't mean everyone should, should do, do it. it. 100%. You have to find and be... It's about being self-aware. Mm. Yeah? And it's not an easy thing to be. I'm I'm still... It's, it's growth, hard. isn't it? It's hard. I'm learning. There are things that I don't know about myself still that yeah. other people are aware of and they're looking at me like, when is she going to learn? Mm. And there are things I know about myself that I can recognise as soon as I go down that path. Hold on. Yeah. Stop. Let's turn around. Mm. People... And, and as great as it is to be... And I, I really do like... Um, applaud the people who are doing this thing mm. and making it work and mm. I applaud those who are doing it and it's not working as well mm. but you need to look at why it's not working yeah look at the why why is a big question so people you'll look at youtubers who are really doing this thing mm. people on instagram doing this thing mm. podcasters who are really doing this thing they're kicking down doors yeah they're making people look at them stand up and pay attention and it's amazing to see yeah it makes us all feel proud and it makes us want to be part of it too mm. but at the same time it's it might not be for you babe yeah do you know what i mean yeah 100 especially if things like like numbers are really important to some people in it mm. the views because then you some, something you can then monetize yeah for some people they don't even want to monetize it it's about the attention they're going to get yeah it's about walking into a room and people knowing my name mm. people knowing who i am yeah do you know what i mean yeah whereas you might we go home and there's nothing but baking soda in your freezer you're you. dodging bailiffs but you go outside yeah and people know who you are that's important to people yeah and i think it's it's true because I th- what was I watching the other day? I was watching um so the oh, what is his name really bad Travant who's the like the one of the main guys from uh, I'm saying his name probably wrong to be fair but he's one of the main guys from Bird Box okay main the one of the main yeah. two main black guys he's the one without glasses I, the I told you I watched five minutes and I left so basically like he was doing an interview and basically they were they were talking about how does it feel to be um, a black lead. Mm-hmm. In uh, in a major movie, mm-hmm. and he said something that stuck with me in terms of like what you spoke said about attention, which is sometimes um, you know basically we all want to be seen, mm. and when you see people that look like you, it makes you feel as if you are being seen. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's in- that's interesting. So when you're talking about people that's that why are representation doing, is a good thing. It's important, but you have to remember that, like I keep like okay, he- and here's look for the indicators in it. Like okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask you what were some what would be some if, things that you know it's, like, it's not for you. It's not for, like if if you're not if you're not happy, 
that's the first don't force the happiness in it yeah like if this thing becomes a absolute chore Mm. even if you're successful at it but it's a real chore it might not be for you but then how do you find that balance between like so I'll give you an example. There's a difference for me between podcasting and YouTubing. Yeah. So I tried to do a YouTube video. I did a YouTube video. And then after I uploaded it, I was like, I can't do this. this Why is... was I not consulted? But that's one of oh, this was before you, to be okay. fair. This was before you. So I was like, oh, this is dead. So I, I didn't do it again. Okay. I absolutely didn't do it again. Because I was like, like you said, it wasn't making me happy. But in comparison to the podcast, it's like... I enjoy the podcast, mm-hmm. especially when I do it with other people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so, but there are some days where, especially when I'm editing, I'm like, oh, this is long. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I realise I have to be consistent because I appreciate the output. So how do you, re- how do you say that just because, how do you find, okay. how do you recognise when something's not making Learn you happy? Learn the difference but... between suffering and hard work. Okay. You do not have to suffer mm. to work hard. You don't. Okay. People really need to learn that. Mm. Yeah? There's a difference. Yes, things take hard work, but you don't have to suffer for them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm with you. When you're suffering for this thing, mm. like, it's you're unhappy, in extreme cases, you've got anxiety. Yeah. You don't want to do it, but you feel like you absolutely have to do okay, it. Okay, I'm I with you. I think you're suffering. Right. Right. And you're suffering. And you're, the only person, your Nigerian proverb in English, <laughs> you're just doing yourself. <laughs> Like, you're just hurting yourself. I love it's not affecting, It's not affecting... I'm not going to say it in Yoruba because my Yoruba is shambolic. Yeah. But the only person you're hurting... Yeah. ...is yourself. Yeah. And you're not benefiting from this thing either. Mm. Like, so you need to be very aware of that. Mm. Also, the quality of the things... The quality of the thing that you're doing. Be ob- If you can't be objective... Mm. And objective in that, you might not be able to see where your error is. Mm. But if someone can see it and they point it out to you, mm. and it's not that they've come for you and they're attacking you or they're trolling you, yeah. they've given you honest critis- and constructive criticism and still you can't take it, this means you can't be able, you're not objective. Mm. And people, and I find that people who are not objective don't are not very successful. Do you think? Yeah. I think if you can't see, because you need to be able to see both sides of things. Yeah. You need to be able to see where you're doing well and where you can improve. Mm. People who are not objective, you can't see where you need to improve. Because as far as you're concerned, yeah. you're doing a thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you, but I also disagree with you to a point. I think I agree with you in a sense where it's like you need to be able to pull yourself for, out from where you are to be able to see if something's working or if it's not working. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But I, don't know, I, I disagree with you to the point where it's like you have to really care about what you're doing. And sometimes you might have to fall on your sword and be like, this is what I believe, this is what I want to do, so this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Even if nobody else likes it. I understand that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then also, you two have to give yourself... And then there's no... I don't feel like we can put time constraints on people. Okay, in what sense? So, like, some people will say... Like, let's take a rap career. Okay, yeah. yeah. Because before people <laughs> wanted to be a YouTuber, people wanted to be a rapper. Yes. Right? And people will say, you know, if you've been rapping for 20 years and you still ain't got no fame, you're not being played on radio, mm. you're not getting no bookings, you're 35, mm. you've got three kids, you're struggling to feed, that maybe it's time to give it up. Yeah. But then if who are you to say that, or who am I to say that, mm. like contradicting myself now yeah to say that this is not for this person because 20 years of struggle yeah they've not been successful who am i to say tomorrow they're not gonna blow yeah it's true 
crazier things have happened. Like, have you seen the two English guys who were like, like proper like granddads? Yeah. And they were making drill music. Yeah, drill, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, I saw this. But here's the thing: they've, they've, have they been making music for a long time and mm. then switched to drill? Yeah. Or is this just something where they heard the sound? Yeah. They liked it, yeah. thought it'd be funny, and mm. or maybe their grandkids were like, right, this is gonna go viral. But Dammy, it's hard, you know. It's, I can't I even know, lie. I didn't listen for too long. I laughed and I was like, good on you. Yeah, no, it was. It was... I moved on. <laughs> it's actually decent still. So, yeah, it's actually decent. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everyone's still, it's, ne- it's never gonna be the same. Yeah. So, this is what I'm talking about being self aware. Yeah, and knowing what's for you. Yeah. Cause and, and also, there's the people that will. You can chase your dream mm. and put everything you have, every coin, your all the all the minutes in the day, mm. and all your blood, sweat, and tears into it. Mm. Or there's people who can apportion their time. So people who have to go to work nine to five, mm. uh, but then from six to ten, mm. six to twelve, six to two, if they can work on little sleep, mm. are working on their dream or their craft mm. because they have to provide for themselves yeah. or other people. Or, you know, put food up, whatever it is. Mm. We can't... What I don't enjoy about it, I think where people... is, It's the stigma that comes with it. Mm. And people have... And I found a lot of people are talking about it. And I think they should where people are... And it could be self-insecurities or it could be a real thing where people are made to feel less than mm. because they're not a creative or an entrepreneur or they haven't got, haven't got a side hustle, yeah. something to claim as their own. Yeah, I think I'm with you on the whole... I mean... I think I'm I agree with you definitely on the whole insecurity part because obviously you see it now and you're like yeah like, I want to do that you know financial freedom be my own boss cars watches babes dudes is that financial freedom house, houses well a lot of people say that you know they want financial freedom which is usually working which they attribute to working for themselves having their own boss to a point do you know just... that when you start your business Mm. If you break even in the first year, that's a really, really good year. Yeah, like I've I've put a lot of money into into ES, and yeah, it hasn't exactly this, been recouped. Shall we say? Yeah. It doesn't mean you're failing. No, this is what people need to understand. Mm. People are not reading or doing adequate research before they dive into these things. Mm. They're seeing someone else do it mm. and thinking they do they can do it mm. and if it works for them that's wonderful mm. if it doesn't this doesn't mean that you can't be a creative or an entrepreneur mm. but the avenue you are taking mm. is not for you yeah therefore you are not a failure if you have to change your plan a bit mm. or divert or take yeah. a step back exit yeah. and start again i think i think on, on that wave because i think you're right in terms of sometimes if you don't want to be an entrepreneur you can look on the internet and you'll be basically bombasted um, with like images and memes and quotes saying you know work nine to f- like why would you work nine to five or I think Elon Musk said one about like um, life isn't about working nine to five for somebody else to work basically whenever they want or live their best life mm-hmm. something along those lines in it yeah and it's like okay cool I hear that but when people go into traditional nine to fives general systems they don't get given let's say the freedom to improve things and i do think that there's two types of people there's entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and both are just as hard because being an entrepreneur starting on your own Mm -hmm. from my own standpoint right is incredible it's hard yes this this shit is hard but at the same time i've been an entrepreneur who works within a company tries to improve things and you're hit with policy and processes yeah, 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 yeah. and all I'm of these bollocks. You. I'm there with you. Do you know what I mean? Risk. Can I forget about risk? Yes. Exactly. Oh, I'm there with yeah. you because I remember I'm still, I'm in the rat race. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that I'm there nine to five yeah. coming up against things like this. Yeah. But at the same time, if 
and other people have said it as well. I'm just quoting now, mm. but people have said, you know, you can say that about people who are in nine to five, mm. but without them, you're not gonna have. You can't do your job. No. Yeah, like. I can't book, like essentially it, you're, when you when you've got your own business yeah. are you not going to hire these 9 to 5 people Exactly and for me it's like if if they don't necessarily want to be entrepreneurs like I didn't want to be an entrepreneur until literally two and a half years ago I'd never thought about going out on my own starting my own business all of this That's registration That's something my dad has always said to me never. you need to be an employer of labor <laughs> It doesn't matter what you're going to do my <laughs> that's how it's, it's hard but it's I'm, I've always said to him but dad I'm not that person. Yeah. I don't have ideas just coming off my dome. Yeah. Where I can, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Dude, I'm not an inventor. Mm. But I've, I've learned about myself. Give me something. Yeah. I can run with it. Yeah. I can, I can, I can sit down with him. With my, give me some time. Mm. I'll look at it. Mm. Or chances are, I might know already what it is you need to do. Yeah. Just from the walks of life and the things I like to mm. consume personally on my own time I could probably like you came to move ES yeah and you said to me right and then we sat down and yeah. I said to you okay you need to look at doing this 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 and this and this yeah and I was like and I think that's one thing I learned from Steve Jobs but it's also something I've always done with all the teams I've managed which is like you don't hire people have people in your teams as a manager or leader so that you can tell them what to do if you're really about your job you hire them so that they can tell you what to do yeah if you want to do things better do you know what I mean and you're just between us, your knowledge of marketing and social media is a, on a different level to mine. Yeah. I'm not even if it's five or ten years, I'm not going to get to the same level. But and, that's okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then my level is nowhere near to like people who who I'm trying to aspire to get to. Like, like I've got a yeah. friend. She's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. And because she works and she's because she works a regular well it's not a regular nine to five but yeah. she's employed by a company yeah she still has her own side hustle but this doesn't mean she's not creative she's mm. just creative within, within that company. that industry and that yeah. company do you know what i mean yeah like i think it's great and i'll say and i'll keep saying it, and i will always encourage people to chase the things that they want to chase 100%. but we need to find the balance between being idealistic and realistic. Uh, listen, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're talking my language, you Because know? you can't be too realistic. Because if you're too realistic, then you won't get anything done. And you won't, cha- you, you don't, you don't believe in balance, change. To no. Be fair. And then you'll be balancing. You'll always be looking at the risk, always trying to weigh the risk, yeah. the risk and reward. Mm. And people who are idealistic and very optimistic just tend to go for things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, I think you have to try. It's easier said than done, I'm fully aware. Yeah. But we have to try and find the balance because I think the balance is what it's like managing your expectations. It's, it's hope. Like hope. I've always said it is hope. Hope for the best, yeah. prepare for the worst. For, exactly. 100%. Because it is hope because, like, from a, from a, I guess from a biblical faith standpoint, you know, the Bible says that hope is having faith in things that you basically, that you've got evidence of knowing that they can occur. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So for me, when I was thinking about having my own business, I looked at well first and foremost are there people like me are there people who look like me or have been been through what I've been through similarly but not exactly the same who have started their own businesses yes was the answer are there people who look like me who have started their own schools in different countries or in different places yes yes was the answer so I was like alright cool so this can happen yeah fantastic so like I had evidence upon which I could place my faith which was motivating my hopes, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But some people are out here and they're like, they haven't got no evidence, they haven't done the research, but they're like, they're giving all of these wonderful ideals, these utopian kind of fantasies. Are we moving into your pet peeves with a motivation? Oh, we're going to get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. <laughs> let's, let's, let me hold it back for a second. But like, they have all of these ideals, which they haven't 
actually got any evidence upon which to base them but they're just like it would just be nice if things work like that and it's like yes yes it would be but is it realistic and not to shoot your dream down but in terms of have you thought about how you might actually sustainably build something that will actually make this thing work and happen if not okay that's a problem if yes great because you've gone from being idealistic to being hopeful if that makes sense and then we've had just on a different still on the same um, thing about being delusional we've had things about like cryptocurrency which was a big deal this time last year I never jumped on the way I never jumped I never understood listen if I don't understand it I'm not doing it 100% 100% if I don't understand it you can talk to me till you're blue in the face yeah if you're not speaking a language I understand I'm not doing Mm. it but unfortunately it's like do you know what else is delusional Brexit On a smaller level, you can be delusional in your relationship. Listen, you see this one, yeah? Chasing your uh, man that's not yours. Do, do, do you know what's funny? So, like, this whole being delusional about relationships, I've realised from a lot of... From conversations, from experience, from different podcasts that we listen to, it's like, people... They're starting to highlight the pragmatics of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? The practical things that you need to be aware of. Because when you're growing up, you think that, you know, you talk to Bay. She likes you. She, you know, you rescue her from a tower and life is happily ever after. Do you know what I mean? And that's it. And then that's it. That's not how it works. It? There's still I... more chapters. There's an epilogue. Listen, there's many chapters in that book. There's a part two. There's a part three. Down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's quite literally a never-ending story. And so, like, when it comes to the things that people are looking for in a relationship, when it comes to the kind of person they're looking for in a relationship, even the kind of relationship that they're in, right? Like... When I hear when I hear certain people's problems and their dilemmas, I'm I'm genuinely intrigued as to how you got there. How they got? How did you get there? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? All in the name of love. Or or how they're not aware of what's their action, how their actions have because got them to where are they not are. Self-aware. We are not. We're not taught to be self-aware. I hear that, but but, but so I have this thing called alternative neurotic disorders. Yeah, I've told this to you before. Where it's like you're you're sitting there. Let's say, right, for example, um, all right, I'll take my. I'll use an example of my own. Right, okay. so I was in a relationship ages ago. Mm-hmm. You know this ages ago, where basically I had I believed that this person was going to potentially, for want of a better way of putting it, but like basically tell their family about me. Yeah, yeah, you did. Right, I had every belief. Right, this is despite the fact that a lot of people had told me from day one, she's not going to do it. Yeah, we did. Right. Do you know what I mean? And for me at the time, I was like, oh, you know, they're just against the relationship. Da, 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 da. Um, and then with time, I came to realise, oh, she's actually, she's actually not going to do it. Do you know what I mean? And for me, for about four and a half, five years actually, to be fair, like, I was suffering from alternative neurotic disorders. I couldn't think of the alternative... To being where I was, if that makes sense. Yeah. And when I did think about it, I still chose to stay where I was, mm. and I wasn't happy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so for me, I had to realize: well, what is it exactly is that I want? What am I going to? What is going to make me happy? What do I hope to achieve? And is it going to bring me peace? Okay. And when I started thinking a bit like that, I realized staying where I was wasn't what I wanted. Wasn't going to make me happy. There was nothing to achieve or accomplish here. And it definitely sure as hell wasn't going to bring me peace. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I hear you. So for me, I was like, okay, cool. 
change your perspective think about what do you want and for me it was like obviously i want to be in a relationship with somebody who loves me yeah and arguably i might have been there but i clearly wasn't at the same time yeah i wanted to be happy and i wasn't with her no. i wanted to be able to achieve and accomplish things and i wasn't necessarily doing those things with her if anything i was failing not because of her but because i put my situ- myself in a situation uh, you, like yeah. that and it wasn't bringing me peace because i wasn't i was fighting the wrong battles yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I, I get what you mean in terms of self-awareness, but I've been there where you're incredibly blind. Yeah, yeah. And incredibly yeah, yeah. not self-aware. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's easy to get wrapped up in it. Yeah, I was like, delusional. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yes, you were. I was, I was delusional. All of us tried to give you clear glasses. A hundred percent. You didn't want to look through them. A hundred percent. But you know, hindsight, as you always say. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. Um, do you know what it is, though? Is being able to know what it is that you want, mm. like, and that and it's a good thing that you started with that first. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of us don't really know what we want. We think we know what we want. We mm. think we know what's good for us. And I did, yeah. But until we're there, and then hopefully, then you can realize that. Hold on, wait a minute. This isn't what it. I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. This is. This doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. It just means it's not for you. Yeah. Like, and then being able to remove yourself from that situation. Mm. You know me, before I can talk to anyone, I will give you disclaimers. <laughs> All the time. Um, so, like, you have to... But uh, it's hard to talk to someone who doesn't want to see the reality of their situation. Mm. That's where the delusion comes yeah, in. Yeah, and I was definitely lost in stew. I was lost in the stew. <laughs> Swimming amongst the chicken and the beef. Exactly. <laughs> 100%. I was there. Yeah. Swimming happily. Backstroke. <laughs> <laughs> Diving right in. I was there. Oh. The, yeah. It's, it's all about knowing. It's all, And I think all of those the things we've talked about where you can be delusional mm. is really knowing knowing what you want. It's self-awareness. It is, it's down to self-awareness. Mm. Knowing what's for you. Knowing yourself. Mm. And I think, you know, it's funny, like, in and retrospect... it's not an easy thing to know yourself. You no. Know? You, you, to be able to look yourself properly in the mirror and examine mm, yourself. Like, they always say, you know, you can't you can't learn to love somebody until you learn to love yourself. But I always... Whenever, I don't believe that. Well, see, I do, but I think it has to come with an asterisk, right? It's, it's kind of like, you know, when, when you're always hearing um, in kind of Christian circles, you either hear of, like, the Proverbs 31 woman, mm-hmm. or you hear about how... Um, women are supposed to be submissive to their husbands. You don't hear about the other side of it. Thank you. So you always you don't hear about the Proverbs thirty one king which Read comes. Read the whole thing, people. <laughs> right. Come and quote half truths. There's me. there's a Proverbs thirty one king which is very very well put in there. Yeah. It's like the first part of the entire chapter. Mm. Then you've got the part that comes right after the the women should submit to their husbands, which is also that men should love their wives. Right. So the same point that Christ. Love the church. Love the church, which you know he, he died for. That, so, right. Tom, are you gonna die for me? <laughs> there we go. So there's that, and then for me, when it comes to love, you've got the whole. Yeah, you know, you can't learn to love somebody until you learn to love yourself. But in terms of that whole developing self awareness, like you can't do that until you actually try to love somebody else, yeah. and you realize what does work for you. How do you love somebody? How do you like to receive love? All yeah, of these learning things. Learning your love languages. Exactly. You can't do that in isolation. You have to put yourself out there. You do have to be vulnerable to develop that level of self-awareness people i think that's the uh, mistake a lot of us make we try to isolate things Mm. where actually things tend 
where when you're trying to achieve one thing mm. it can go not necessarily hand in hand but alongside something else mm. do you know what i mean yeah so not all things in, some get me wrong some things do need to be isolated yeah some i was gonna say need to be isolated <laughs> but a lot of the time you can find your you can find yourself along with finding the love of your life oh 100 because you learn about yourself with someone else as yeah, well yeah. you learn if you're really really if you get to be really self-aware sometimes you get to be lucky enough to see yourself through that person's eyes mm. see what that person um loves about you yeah see what that person can't stand about you yes but then also the trap you can then fall into there's traps everywhere people don't fall into the traps the trap you can fall into is that then you're the way you see yourself is completely tied in with the way this person sees you oh yeah yeah see there's it's all about again finding balance yeah and being objective because you do have to be able to see yourself through their eyes but you've also got to it's be it's all easier said than done 100 percent. sweet lord it is. i've tried and failed several times Sam, I, I keep, do you know what let's not even get into me i keep telling you my metaphor is you lot are there in the stadium some of you are on the pitch the game. some of you are in the stands i'm outside trying to listen in I hear you. i'm in the car park like who what I hear you. You see, but, yeah. I, but I, I love all the games I've, that, I've, that i'm in do you know what i mean and like i've i've learned a lot like you said from being involved in getting things wrong plenty of times but i think what i've always tried to do like even now actually one of the things i've, I've realized about myself is for my relationships is that when a girl tells me that she thinks that like i'm the one I immediately kind of my, my commitment in terms of effort goes down yeah, you already got it yeah not only well, yeah i've already got it but exact but at the level that i'm at I, i'm like how have i already got it and i'm here this isn't even good enough for me even i don't want to stop here but you're telling me that i'm the one and i'm already here now i, I get it in the sense where it's like yeah you're the one who's going to go off and do things maybe that's what maybe that's obviously what they're trying to say in terms of like you're the one i want to be with and build these things it's like oh, yeah cool, cool cool but like how do you know that now? Like, what I would prefer is for you to know that. Tell your friends, but don't tell me. No, don't even tell your friends. Oh, so tell your friends. That, no, don't tell your friends. That, listen. Tell your friends. Listen to me. Let me. Listen to me. Why not? Stop advertising your man. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it now. Stop giving him accolades that he does not deserve Accolate. as of yet. And the same thing with man. Stop advertising <laughs> your woman, isn't it? No, but do, do you know what is? Yeah, I think. It... Don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm all for praising people. Yeah. But yeah. Know your audience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely know your audience. Know your audience. hundred percent know your audience because I think sometimes when, because for example, I was talking with one of my friends and it was something that he said to me that made me realize kind of what I would value in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? And he was like, I, I asked him, you know, how how do you know that your girl loves you? And he just said to me. I can just feel it. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? You can just feel it. Do you know what I mean? And it wasn't until basically currently that like I understood what he meant. Okay. If that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Where you can just feel it. Yeah. And it's probably the first time I felt it like this in that sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But he was telling me about his relationship. I don't want his girl, mm-hmm. but I understood where he was coming from. But obviously he knew his audience, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I 100% know your audience, but I definitely think, like, it's, it's good to share what... Can, can I share a little tidbit on that? Please, go on, go on, go on, yeah. I'm only saying that advertise your man, because I will never forget, I was 18 years old and fresh in uni. And me and my friends knew that before it was um, popping... 
to know the uncles, yeah? Yeah. We knew and were aware that overseas students had money because you had to have money to pay the fees. Yeah. No matter how much, no matter <laughs> how you simple. got the money, you had simple. to have money. So we used to hang, like, with some of the, like, Nigerian international students. And don't get me wrong, they used to get it popping. Yeah. All the time. So, and this guy said to me, I won't say his name because he's happily married now. And we haven't spoken in years. But he said to me, listen, if I want to cheat on you, the easiest way for me to do it is cheat with one of your friends. Mm, and he yeah. wasn't wrong he wasn't wrong he wasn't wrong he was not wrong so people before you go advertising your man love your audience <laughs> on to the final subject in terms of self-awareness but definitely being aware of those people who are delusional churches and motivational speakers dummy hey huh. right so let me start because this is this has been something that's been on my chest heavy for a while, right? Okay. I am a strong believer in the truth. Yes. Strong, of strong believer in the truth. Right? And sometimes the truth is ugly, sometimes the truth doesn't exactly go down well with sugar, mm. but what it is is good for you. Okay. Now, my issue is when I see people distorting the truth or using it as a way to encourage or as a weapon. Yeah, definitely as a weapon. But yeah, weaponizing the truth or using it as a way to prosper, mm-hmm. right, for themselves. And they end up sharing a message that isn't exactly 100% authentic mm. or doesn't actually, isn't true to the source, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, case in point, I personally, there's, there's, a few, there's a few things in life I don't ever want to be called. Um, okay. And motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't be called any of those things. Okay. Right? My issue with motivational speakers is that I was at an event two years ago. Mm-hmm. And there was this guy who'd done a lot of reading. But he couldn't exactly associate what he'd read with his personal experiences. And so, therefore, he was giving you all of this great advice that you could read from a book. Fantastic. But he wasn't exactly telling you how he'd used it, applied it, and how it might work for you generally or help somebody that you know or love. I had this situation at work recently. And it pisses me off because don't get twisted. I've been called somebody who's, you know, motivating, inspiring, and that's fantastic. But I don't do it for that. I do it to actually help you gain practical like results okay. I'm very pragmatic And that's something I, I'm not going to lie There's a compliment I've, I have enjoyed being called It's pragmatic mm-hmm. I'm not just going to come in And tell you fantastic Wonderful sounding things I'm going to give you shit That you can use Do you know what I mean And sometimes that makes My message Or What I'm trying to communicate Or deliver A bit harsh mm-hmm. Because I'm not just telling you Things you like I'm telling you things You have to apply okay. And now you're scared because you might have to do something you've never done before. Yeah. Or have a conversation you've never had before. Okay. Or you're thinking in a way you've never thought before. Mm-hmm. But that's much better than you saying, yeah, 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 you know, clap, clap, clap. And then you leave and you can't do anything tangible with your life. Okay. But you've heard great things. Yeah. It pisses me off. But there's no application. There's no application. There's no actual growth or development. I get you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that is what pisses me off. I absolutely can't. It's not all of them. Don't get to it. Like, there's some great ones. So, for example, when you hear of, like, Tony Robbins yeah. and Eric Thomas, they always talk about, kind of, their story and the, the tools and principles they've used. Mm-hmm. But not only that, but how they've gotten better at developing their own new techniques and, and, and 
and methods, if yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Like, you know, Tony Robbins came from a difficult background with his mum. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Eric Thomas was homeless, mm-hmm. um, grew up in the, had a difficult background, talks about not having his dad, his biological father around, all of these things, right? St- um, struggling with university. But he doesn't just come up and say, say you know, um, what's, a, what's a, a usual motivational phrase? Oh, what you put in is what you get out. Yeah, buzzwords. Yeah, it's like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. what does that mean? I had... Can I give you an example? Please. So at work where I work recently, yeah. they did, after some brainstorming, they did this thing called masterclasses, right? Right. So where you would go in and you would learn something that you hadn't learned before that could be applied to business or applied to your life. Okay, whatever. Cool. So I went to one called Peak Performance. Yes. And it was about how to get the best out of yourself in the workday, right? Mm. And so this guy came in, and apparently this is where... I'm my, already vexed, because I, I know how I would have approached this, but go on. Right, so, and this and what, what astounded me about it is that what, and I'm going to choose my words very carefully, what he was touting to us in the office yeah. is what he touts to people outside the office. Yeah, so there was no... Employed by the office. I won't tell you who he's yeah. touting it to, yeah. but this is what he's paid to do right. by my company. So there wasn't any contextual, like, adaptations for what he was delivering? No. Okay. So let me tell you, so he was like, Arkstar's... What makes what elements happened on your best day? Okay. And what elements happened on your worst day? Right. Now we then had to discuss um, why it was the best day, why it was the worst day, and then discuss whether they were internal factors or mm. external factors. In what sense? So whether basically the point he was trying to prove yeah. was that the way you view things mm. is all to do with you. Okay. So the way whether something is positive or negative has everything to do with you. Mm. It's all internal because of the way you view it. Right. My argument was that that's not necessarily true. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't control other people's actions. hundred percent. And reactions. No, you can't. So therefore, there are external factors. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. That was a problem. For for him. Yeah. So I kept quiet for the rest I'm, of the session. I'm, 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 I'm gonna let you finish. But this is the second time I've heard of somebody who like. I like it when people challenge me on my theories this or methodologies. This man literally said, it's my party, I'm going to do what I want. Okay. He's, in, he's a dickhead. And then I knew from there... Yeah, you can't talk to I could, could talk to you. Because if you can't be challenged, if you can't, if you can't um, justifiably be challenged and come back with something that's knowledgeable yeah. and wisdom, so I'm saying, yeah, you're I bullshit. Get, I, I, get where you're, I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Because I came away after the whole experience... And I was talking to one of the more senior people on my team about mm. it because I'm someone who, if I'm in my feelings about something, mm. I have to check myself yeah. before. If I can check myself before I react, I know yeah. I'm doing well. Self-awareness. So I will check. <laughs> normally my go-to check person if she's there is my sister. Yeah. Right? So I'll say to her, listen, this and this and this happened. I will give her the most honest picture I can. Yeah. Right? This and this and this and this happened. This is what this person said. This is how I felt when they said it. This is how this thing is making me feel. Mm. I might justified mm. in being my feelings there's letting because i believe in letting someone have their feelings yeah. everyone is entitled to it 100%. but then it's a different matter as to whether your feelings are truly justified yeah yeah, yeah. and whether you can act upon these feelings Agreed. so i will check in with people <laughs> i will because i know sometimes i don't recognize that in myself yeah especially if and i'm a very emotional person yeah i can be very emotionally driven mm. so and i try not to let my i try to let my emotions Fuel me, but not drive me. Yeah, I'm with you. Right. So I check in with people who I know are more level-headed mm. and can view things more objective than I can mm. and know my personality. Yeah. So know when I'm being dramatic about something when I'm doing a <laughs> retelling and can really, like, fish out the truth. Yeah. 
and say to them, raw, is this, am I justified here? Am mm. I, or, or do I need to let it go? Yeah. And if they say to me, yeah, you are, I can either sit back, sometimes I'll sit back and I'll be like, yeah, too right I am. Yeah. Or I could be like, right, yeah, no, no, and this is what I'm doing about it. No, 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 no. Or if they tell me on the flip side, they tell me, right, you need to calm down. Yeah. It's not that deep. So what, I have to ask why, first yeah. of all. So what was the judgment for, for how you felt about this? this? His his whole thing was poppycock. Like I was I was and I and I didn't feel happy in being justified in my feelings. Yeah. Because I felt like I wasted my time, and I felt like there's something I there's always that I just felt like there was something fundamentally wrong with the way things were yeah. done, and I knew it because I got unwanted feedback. So what happened was one of my colleagues. Yeah had previously before we did the masterclass mm. approached him about shadowing him just knowing what he does and why he does it right and whether she wanted to go down that path in the future yeah well the whole like coaching kind and of... stuff yes yeah. right so after that he came she messaged him she emailed him to say oh um you know when's a good time for me to shadow you in the coming months da, 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 da. he came back to her and said oh um, I don't think it's a good idea that we take this on now. I don't think you'll be a good fit. Good fit. She, he got feedback from his two other team members. I won't tell you who these people were, what race or gender or anything that they were, mm. but came back upon myself and my teammate mm. about how negative we were. Oh, okay. And how unopen we were and unresponsive. Because towards the end, I just stopped talking. Yeah. Because I could see that I was going to be viewed, and maybe my tone was at times combative. I can hold my hand up to that. Yeah. But, but that's because you weren't. I couldn't understand what you were saying, and you weren't. And I was trying to. Yeah. And you weren't giving me tools to do that. Yeah. And also, you weren't willing to hear my side of things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you just wanted to come out, preach your gospel, and then leave. And if and anyone yeah, I must accept it. And anyone who couldn't challenge you. And I wasn't raised that way. Yeah. So, and it came back on me and her. Mm. Bearing in mind, he should have just talked about her. He shouldn't have talked about me. Yeah. Talked about me that we were negative, that we were this, that, and the other, and I was angry. <laughs> but I had to let it go. I hear that. So I get what you're saying in people just touting. It's like touting their wares, isn't it? Yeah. Like you've 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 gone, you've heard, and it's the same thing we have. Listen, the Bible tells us in it: beware of false prophets. Oh, that was good. exactly. They come in so many, and it's not just in the church. And it can sound super convincing as well. The oh, Bible yeah. tells you they come with. Fine-sounding arguments. Of course. Fine-sounding arguments. Because they know what they're talking about. Yeah. But what they're talking about... Isn't the truth. Is beneficial to them. Exactly. It's about prosperity. It's not beneficial to you. 100%. And it get, it, it proper is... It's it's getting on my nerves. Because the more I hear them and the more I see them, I'm like, okay, where is your application? Not only that, but because you're taking from the game, you're, you're taking from people who've actually... They've studied these things. So let's say, for example, Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Right now, his whole thing is like when you think of major keys, when you think of having a positive mindset, when you think of visualization, this all comes from Napoleon Hill. When you think of you know growing rich mm-hmm. from a motivational standpoint, that is like Napoleon Hill. He wrote um, Think and Grow Rich, which is kind of like the 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 Bible for motivational speaking okay. kind of thing, or having a positive mindset. Right now, his whole thing is he studied this for a long time. Do you know what I mean? To the point where he went, I think in his book he says he went he went bankrupt or he was struggling for a while. Um, he definitely had a few failed marriages throughout this whole time. And then at the end of it, I think it was after like 20, 30 years, don't quote me, but it's around that, eight, that range. That's when the book was finally finished. Yeah. To study something for 10 to 20 years without steady income. But you're that passionate about 
figuring out positive psychology, how people can become more successful. And they, people have read his book for a month. Exactly. And gone to regurgitate it right. in their own form. And they haven't actually thought about how can I, how is this applied to me, right? Or how can I help kind of other people to see it in a way, knowing that I've, it references, it's, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It resonates with me. Yeah. I, I've actually got factual things to reflect on this. And feel, oh, okay, if I maybe done this... So you've been practical about it. Exactly. But like, oh, you know, I've heard this book. Um, I've, I've read this book. Yeah, I've read this one line. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah, this is how you can do it. It's like, cool, but how have you done it? This is why there's a whole thing about practice what you preach. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when, Word to get... Yeah. Like, whenever I talk about um, management, right, um, especially when I talk about managing women, <laughs> right, which is always interesting, I always... Uh, I, I'm always kind of challenged to a point on some of the things in terms of like how I've responded or what I've learned and it's like it's cool that's great because when I'm challenged it makes me think more yeah do you know what I mean I'm not I don't take it as an as a, a personal attack as a personal attack this person just wants to know more and if anything if they find out more I will find out more too yeah. about myself do you know what I mean and if anything it will help me improve as a manager which is always done but you're telling you're telling me, oh, you know, you can't think that because of this. It's like, how who are you to tell me? You're simply the audience member. Immediately now, if I stop this person from having their truth and being able to express it in an open format, everybody else is going to stop doing it too. Yep. And now, how are they better off simply because I wanted to preach, get paid, and then leave? No, you're you're a dickhead. I'm not here for motivational speakers. Like. I'm, I'm really not here for them. And on the whole thing of, like, practising what you preach... That's because that, that's why they're motivational speakers. They're not life coaches. Yeah, see... And that's another thing about life coaches, yeah? Yeah, them too. You see life coaches... Now, I, I, I get that... I think for ease and not not trying to break the wheel or re, re reinvent the wheel, I'm often called, you know, a life coach, whatever, whatever. I don't necessarily... I wouldn't call myself a life coach, but I understand why people might call me a life coach. Mm-hmm. And the reason I will say I'm not a life coach is because I'm only... I'm not 30 yet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You haven't lived. I haven't lived, lived. So there's a lot of stuff I haven't done yet. And I'm very humble in saying, look, like I haven't done marriage yet. I can't tell you what a good marriage would look like. Mm-hmm. I haven't taken care of kids. I haven't got babies. Yeah. At best, you know, I've managed teams and I've worked in schools and I've taken care of my younger siblings, and especially my younger brother. relationships. Yeah. Cool. But I'm not going to give you advice on something I have no experience of. So if you come and ask me about cryptocurrency, I'm going to tell you, go and speak to somebody who knows more. I don't, I don't know Jack. Yeah. But motivational speakers, I don't feel like they're likely to do that. I hear you. Do you know what I mean? They'll be no. like, you know, change your mindset. Because it's that easy. Because it's that easy. You know what I mean? Like, like I've been suffering here and you're saying, yeah, change your mindset. Be more positive. The fuck does that look like? Then it show me. Show me. What are some of the processes that I can go through? Yeah, practical application. Exactly. So I'm not here for motivational speakers. And in terms of the whole practicing what you preach and, and speaking truthfully for the sake of others, I've also got an issue with, this is a long issue I've had, but with the church. Yeah. So we <laughs> were very aware of churches that are preaching a certain version of the gospel or the truth. In a way that is taking away from the actual truth. Yeah. Or they're using the truth. Yeah. Or their version of the truth to manipulate. Mm. 
to and not just for financial gain. Mm. It could be for notoriety. Mm. It could be for more nefarious activities, if that's the right word to use. Mm-hmm. I like um, that nefarious, you know. I, I know things. Vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> so, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's always been a pet peeve of mine. I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate and very blessed to have grown up in a Christian household. Yeah. I don't know what it is like not to grow up in one. Mm. Right. I'm very lucky and very blessed in that. Even though my parents are, you know, Nigerian first. And I too, I, I like like Tolly said on the receipt show, yeah. I knew I was Nigerian before I knew I was black. When I say that <laughs> thing resonated with me, she wasn't lying. Yeah. I was very aware I was Nigerian. Yeah. I was not aware of this thing called being black as yeah. a child. But um, so, yeah, I was very lucky in that. I grew up in that. But also, I grew up with parents who... Um, through moving here, through being eyes being open to Western culture, mm. learnt to allow their children to express themselves. Mm. No matter how long it took, you know, eventually, you know, rocky roads, whatever, we yeah. got there. Yeah, 100%. Like, my relationship with my parents is, I think it's amazing. Mm. I, and I put that down to their patience with me. They're wanting to understand and to learn And it's grown with age. Mm -hmm. So with that, I have been allowed to, and I'm not going to say explore other religions. Yeah. Because it's 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 never something I've wanted to do. But understand. But yeah, I I can. So, and they've also been honest. Mm. My parents have never been blind followers of anyone. Yeah. I have had friends or dealings with people where my throat is dry, sweet lord. (laughs) Sorry. um, Where... Their parents have, you know, seemed to be blindly following mm. one person mm. or another, or like not even just friends, but you see it. And when people make like big up to Reggie Yates, mm. but when he makes these documentaries, it hurts me inside. Okay. Because I'm aware it's happening, yeah. but this is not the grand scale of things. Right. So you feel like he's not giving the full picture? No. 100%. But then this is not what his job is. That's not what his job is. His yeah. job is to, his job for that documentary, that program was mm. to show what was happening here in this situation. Mm. And that's what he did. Mm. But people will latch onto that mm. and use it as gospel. To, and to paint, to tar us all with yeah. the same brush. Yeah. And unfortunately, and then again, back to self-awareness. Being able to say to yourself, hold on, this does not, not this does not sound okay. Mm. And it's not like we don't all have access to the Bible. Yeah. Whether it be buying one, whether it be an app on your phone. Yeah. To go and research. And do it for yourself. One thing that they've said at the church that we both attend. Yeah. Is one one pastor? Um, they don't call themselves pastors; they call themselves elders. Where we go, he said, when someone gives you or you read a Bible verse, look at the verse before it, mm-hmm. look at the verse after it to provide context. Yeah, yeah. Context is for kings, boy, and coins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so, and there's people, and because we are a culture we want to be given things we want things now mm. we want everything fed to us mm. we're quite willing to take on all this information because it sounds good yeah it comes from someone who looks, looks like good us. who yeah looks like us yeah. who talks like us mm-hmm. who talks and even with relatable experiences as well david yeah. talking about you know oh like that, like my some of my favorite wayward stories like you know oh i was really you know praying to god and he said someone is going to bless you and then somebody called me. I said, Pastor, 
I don't know why, but God told me just to bless you with two thousand pounds. Praise God! <laughs> Did I need to hear this story? What? Yeah. What? 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 What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, what is the relevance? Yeah. What is the relevance here? And then other people, and you know that person, he was really blessed. Mm. He was really, really blessed. So other people, okay. So for me, in order for me to be blessed too, yeah. I need to give pastor a substantial amount of money, money yes. whether I have it or not. Yeah. Like, and it's and again, it's not just people think, you know, churches are just for financial gain. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Like, it happens. Yeah. I'm not blind or stupid. Yeah, and, and just to kind of add to your point, by the way, it doesn't just happen in churches. It also happens within education. Yes. And even within just certain cultures, there's certain things you do or you believe just because that's the way it's always been done or just that's what we're supposed to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And nobody actually questions the truth behind, behind it. it. No. Do you know what I mean? I think it's 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 there's a lot, a lot of people find um, like unanswered. What is what is the phrase? It's about basically looking for the unanswered questions yeah i think or unquestioned answers basically mm. it's about finding those do you know what i mean and uh, f- unfortunately a lot of people that fall victim to and i and i do feel like in a way they are victims are those who are the, the what you call the disenfranchised oh 100 so the people that are struggling and that are looking for a way out mm. and unfortunately whether they've been struggling for a long time mm. or struggling for a short time people who are misunderstood mm. or not understood people who have been shunned mm-hmm. all those ones and you don't realize how many people who are not actually who you may not consider that mm. but do generally feel that way within themselves mm-hmm. so feel like other people don't understand them mm. or people who are lonely mm. people who are looking for love people yeah. who are looking for security mm. people who are looking for friendship kinship mm. people who are looking for direction yeah full prey to these things yeah and those are the people that need the most help yeah and that, you know and what's funny i think you've mentioned you're taking advantage of i think you've pretty much mentioned every every demographic every single demographic you've labeled i can think of at least one or two people that or, or groups of people that like that reflects and they're all at a base level whether and you're a man or woman black or white or asian me, it's like god forgive me you can relate it back to anything mm. so not just churches Politics. Gang, politics, gang culture. Yeah. These people are looking for something and you provide, you're providing a sort of substitute, mm. right? And so they're flocking to it. Yeah. Whatever it is that they're looking for, mm. you've painted a picture of that. You can find it here. Mm. And instead of you to genuinely do, let's go back to churches, God's work. Mm. And because, you know, pastor is not a title. Yeah. Mm. It's a verb. It means to shepherd. Mm. It's a job. It's not come and sit down, not come in to walk into the building, someone rush to take your Bible from you, someone clear the pathway so you can walk up mm. and you sit in a special chair with your loafers, your Gucci suit, your your expensive, I don't even know the name of these watches that they're wearing, I don't know. Yeah. Let's call it Rolex, yeah? yeah? Rolex. <laughs> and you'll come... You've walked in late. Mm. It's someone else who's opened the church, by the way. Yeah. It wasn't you there watering the flowers. It wasn't you there switching on the lights. Mm. It wasn't you there putting out the seats. Mm. Yeah? Mm. And don't get me wrong, not that it has to be you, but I'm making a point to say it wasn't you. Yeah. And then you've walked in. You've come to the front now. You don't sit amongst your people. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You sit separate from them. Yeah. Then you come. You talk at them. You tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. You tell them what's wrong with them. Mm. 
you you condemn someone no. there's always condemnation we're not preaching grace <laughs> and love and don't get me wrong it's part of it yeah but you've got to preach all of it yeah but you can't pre- you can't preach grace and love with and this is where the truth comes into it you can't preach grace and love without talking about kind of that resentment the anger the hatred that make the love and the grace kind of more apparent or even gives them that relevance it's difficult yeah. you can't have an op you can't something can't exist without the opposite yeah, yeah, if I that get, makes I sense get, i get it Do you know what i mean but these places aren't necessarily preaching at or if oh, they are they're weaponizing oh, it definitely. if that makes sense definitely and it makes me sick to my very core and it makes me angry and you can hear it in my voice mm. because then we all get tired and this is why when people ask me for a long time for a very long time and even till now sometimes i struggle when yeah. people ask me i'm a christian i say no i'm a child of god or people say they're spiritual. I, I, no, I say I have a faith. Mm. Because spirituality can be anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That comes under a wide... And faith as well. Yeah. It's a wide, wide thing. Mm. But I feel like... Um, I, and I always say... What's that? What do I say? Faith over religion all the time. 100%. Because remember, we have to remember all these practices, a lot of these things were man-made. Yeah, they're legalistic, they're lawful, right. and they're not perfect. Of, and people will reference the Old Testament, and some people will choose 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 to live by the Old Testament, others choose to lose, live by the New Testament. Mm. Something that someone said to me at church was that Jesus didn't come to get rid of the Old Testament. Mm, yeah. He came to like, you know, confirm it, yeah. to do all the things, to atone for everything, mm. to make sure that we didn't have to do those things any yeah. well, at least give us, way, way. Or at least give us a way out, to show us what victory looked like yeah. and how it could be done. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, when they fall into these traps, they're giving away their choice mm. and their freedom. Mm. And you have to remember that God in his in his infinite wisdom gave us choice. Mm. He doesn't make us follow him. So therefore your pastor can't make you yeah. do these things. You shouldn't do it just because pastor so-and-so, mm. Joe Bloggs, I'm not going to name anyone because I don't want to be sued. <laughs> Should someone hear this? But you know what I mean? Yeah. Or reverend, bishop, evangelist, yeah. all these people or, that hold these titles. Or your right honourable person or sir this or professor or that. Or lord that. Or lord this or lord... Or just plain mister or miss. Yeah, 100%. Like Sometimes even mum and dad, to be fair. Yeah. If we have to... Do you know what I mean? And this is why I say that I'm lucky in the... I, and I fully am aware mm. of the blessing that I have, not just in having both parents yeah. in the same home, yeah. but the type of parents yeah. I have. So I think... I, I know that even though we're not financial... I'm not been, you know, financially blessed mm. in the upbringing I have. Yeah. I know for, for full, full well that I am very lucky and very fortunate to have had it because mm. I'm able to see these things. Because there are other people... Who, are, who can't recognise these things. Mm. Because as much as my mum is... For example, my mum is very... I, I wouldn't say... She, I'd say she's religious, mm. but not scary. She's not a Bible basher. Yeah. I call her a prayer warrior. She believes in prayer. Yeah. Whereas my dad is as well. Yeah. My, my, my dad is never not in the church the way he used to be because mm. of work and stuff. Yeah. But then he's more... He's very much, you know... Of believer in God, yeah. in Jesus, in miracles, everything there. Yeah. He's very skept- he's skeptical of people. Yeah. So, and I think that's why I've learnt my. I can't say the word. I don't want to embarrass myself. What do you mean? I've learnt to be skeptical. I'm not going to say the other one. Cynical? It's, no. The, is it skepticism? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, listen, English. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've learnt from that. It's taking 
both sides of it. So yeah. I know I can recognize when something is good. Mm. And I, I, I just wish other people could. I was as as you as you've been talking, it's been making me think like, how would you be able to, just in terms of providing solutions? And I think okay. then we'll end on this, right? In terms of how how are people able to define like. Just basically figure out what is true and what's false. And it's basically helped me come up with, like, f- just in this moment now, come up with, like, four, f- like, the four Ds. Okay. For Right? So, first and foremost, it's all, oh, the four are discern, mm-hmm. disagree, oh. decide, yeah. and define. Yep. Right? So, what I mean by that is discernment, which is basically figuring out... You know, I preach discernment. Right? So, d- define discernment, just so I know that we're on the same, same wavelength. So, for me, discernment, again, it comes with, like, being able to be objective, a hundred percent, yeah. So being able to look at something mm-hmm. and look at it for everything that it is. Yeah. The good, the bad, and then in looking at it in looking at it in its entirety, mm. being able then to make the decision. A hundred percent. So definitely, you like if you can discern from something, that's a good. That's that. Or if you're given, because you spoke about your, you've got the choice, mm-hmm. right? So if you're given the opportunity, or it's not seen as bad or negative from your experience of your motivational speaker guy that you're able you've got the opportunity and the ability and the freedom to discern Mm -hmm. that's a good sign Mm -hmm. then you've got disagree right i think one thing that i've learned is that in my faith it's grown in my ability to disagree with people Mm -hmm. right about how something might work and whether or not something works or the way you disagree matters as well oh 100 percent but if you're not able to disagree, that is a huge problem. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right? So, for example, if I... Whenever I kind of give somebody my experience or my truth and then kind of relate it back to what theories I use, objectively speaking, if they disagree with me, that's fine because I realise that I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. It's not like... I'm not insecure to say, no, you're wrong. Do you know what I mean? Someone's allowed to disagree with me and find their own path, which is why the next part, or part of it, is also to define for also, yourself what works. Also, mm. if you are able to disagree, and this person is able to, you know, come back and evidence 100%. and back up what they're saying, yes, then this is a good thing too. Exactly. Like, don't think you just have to disagree to disagree. Yeah. If your disagreement has no basis, because don't get me wrong, yeah, mm. there are some things that you don't always have to disagree with. Mm-hmm. Some basic home truths, yeah. ground level truths. Yeah. Don't go around just saying no, 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 just for the sake of yeah, it. Yeah, you've got to have a cause if you're going to be a bit rebellious. Right. Continue. So we've definitely got discern, disagree, decide. Yeah. Somebody gives you the freedom to choose, like you said, whether or not this is for you. Yeah. If they don't give you that freedom, that is a huge red flag. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So, for example, I, I've always said, especially when I'm in, when I'm doing management or teaching, right? Like, if somebody has something, if somebody knows something more than I do, mm-hmm. I will give them the freedom to make those decisions because mm-hmm. I don't know as much as you do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that takes a hell of a lot of security on my part, but also a hell of a lot of confidence on the other person's part. Yeah. And I appreciate that because not everybody comes to confidence to their managers. No. And so if somebody's come to me and they're confident enough to come up with a program, um, a scheme or an idea, and I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I might get, I might disagree with them mm-hmm. to help them flesh it out a bit. But then I will always, once they've done that and they, their confidence is now shown mm-hmm. after they've been challenged, I will leave them the freedom to decide and choose something for themselves. I hear you. Do you know what I mean? And then lastly, define. Mm-hmm. Because I think what's great about 
whether it's the Bible or education or academics or even just certain principles in life, is that people can define how it works for them. Yeah. And I think that's the uh, that's the amazing part of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if when I do Bible study, or if anyone's ever done Bible study, mm-hmm. or they've even looked at, like, watched a program together, mm-hmm. if you kind of analyse it afterwards, you can see the different definitions and the ways that people think as a result of the same... The way people interpret different things. Exactly, right? And if people don't allow you to interpret something for yourself in a way that works for you, that is also a huge red flag. Yep. So... If you want to know whether or not something is the truth, it allows you to discern, disagree, decide, and define for yourself. Yes. Thank you. I'm with it. I am with it. I'm here for it. Right. So, we come to the end of this podcast. What are we going to name this podcast? I don't know. We'll think of it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm too tired to decide right now. Yeah, it's late. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's late. Well, um, but yeah, this is good. We have to do this again. You know. I'm more than willing. Calm. Maybe try and keep it shorter because I don't know how long people are going to listen for. What? Well, well, I mean, there are longer podcasts than 128. Then no, not 128. One hour and 28. Okay. So, and this is full of a lot of different stuff. To be fair, good current, principled, valuable stuff. Cool. So, but yeah, we'll definitely try and keep it's it. Been it's been a pleasure. It's been. It's been. It's always a pleasure. To be fair, I think yeah. we'll definitely make this happen again. This is just like recording one of our regular conversations. Normal chats. Only this one's maybe a little bit more structured. A hundred percent. And I didn't fly off the handle. And also, I wasn't as potty mouthed as usual. <laughs> I feel like I really censored myself, and I deserve. I'm going to give myself pat on I back. I think you should definitely give, give pat yourself a round of applause. To be fair, I haven't thrown. Or I haven't got like no, super bloody stubborn. No, you didn't. No growth, Dammy. That's growth. I know, right? Growth, you see. Who knew? Yeah. Because if you had known us, for those who knew us 13 years ago. The way we used to argue about, uh, like, cat and dog, no, about nothing in particular. Nothing. There was no meeting in the middle. No. No compromise. No, there was not. No mm. such thing. And I still know, and I know how you still struggle with that word. I do, do you know what, actually, right, we'll finish on this, right? <laughs> we'll, finish, we'll finish on this. So, it, was, it wasn't until literally last week uh-huh. that I discovered a way to actually define compromise for myself. So, I was watching... Um, Married at first sight, uh-huh. right? The US version. That shows a problem, but carry on. Right. So I was watching. I was watching that, and there was a pastor. Then he was talking about how um, couples need to have relationship goals, which obviously, for those of us who grew up in our age, not it's like it's not not goals. but actual goals, yes. right? And this made sense because for me, from a management standpoint, if you have a team, if they have goals, whenever I've had to deal with conflicts, what always has to what is always paramount is that the goals aren't compromised by our inner conflict. Mm-hmm. If they are, something has to give right. a compromise. Yeah. Right. And so the way the pastor kind of made me aware of it is that these goals are a common promise between us mm-hmm. that we prioritize above and beyond ourselves. Okay. So that should we find ourselves in any argument or any conflict with either ourselves or anyone else, we realize we have to ask we're able to discern whether or not this argument or conflict is worth it. Based on our common promise. Okay. Now it's like you know what? That's a sick, sick way of putting compromise. I told you it's not a dirty word. I hated it for a long time though, and I had good reason to hate it because I felt like I was sacrificing something I shouldn't have to sacrifice. But here's the thing though: it's not just about what you're giving up; it's both of you. A hundred percent. This is that's where you was losing it, isn't mm. it? Like it wasn't just solely. It's not always about you. Yeah. But do, do you know? Do you know? What I was also having an issue with it was that the way people would use the word compromise. Like I. I personally wouldn't have said that I would compromise something, mm-hmm. 
right? Because when people use it, when people say compromise, they use it as a way to say, look what I've done. Okay. Look what I've sacrificed okay. for you. And I've compromised. It's like, you're not supposed to be trying to score points. No, yeah, we'll talk about that. I can't stand people throwing things back in my face. <laughs> I can't. Oh, that's a different, that's, that's another podcast. Oh. That is another podcast. Oh. Don't let your right hand see what you're doing with your left, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely another podcast. Okay. Right. But yeah, I'll name this. This has been fun. Yeah, has. Um, handles? If you're happy to give them out. If not, I'll... I don't know. Everything's, I don't really, I'm not that active. But you know what? Follow the... Um, the ES one. Yes. Your one. So yeah. have you got a hashtag that you use for this? So yeah, lead your in, legacy. Lead your legacy. Hashtag. Join in the conversation. Yes, please. Disagree with us. <laughs> please do. I think my Twitter handle is um, Miss Dammy Love or Dammy Love. That's D-A-M-M-I-L-O-V-E. I'll put it in the uh, description, by the way. Yeah, do that. I'll do that. I'm on Insta. But it's more personal and private. So Twitter it is. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter more. definitely is. Yeah, yeah. Because it's about practice. At me, don't but don't come for me in it because I, I probably won't respond. <laughs> I'll probably just let you be angry there. Lower. And just be mad. I'll, I'll be like, okay. Dummy, thank you so much. Thank you for having thank me, you David. So much. Cool. <laughs>